I'm perfectly happy to publicly talk shit about Spirit Airlines. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, let's. Yeah, they I'm don't sponsor us. Are you on? You're not on. You're not on. You're not on. Super producer Curtis King, ladies and gentlemen. One, two, one, two. Hey. Oh, wait, no, never mind. That's Chris's fault. Yeah. Oh, oh hey. <laughs> Not super producer. <laughs> Not super producer. <laughs> Mediocre producer Chris Reyes. Chris Reyes. Ray. Oh. Ready? Born ready. We're good. Let's just start the show right now yeah, so yeah. we can get into this. We're not bantering? That, that was it. This is it. Okay. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> I, that's not even a song. I'm just making that up. How's everybody's headphones good? Yeah. 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 All right. I feel like we're doing good. <laughs> I got my band. I feel like we're ready to move in. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? My hand's on the thing. Here we go. Don't flush the toilet. Crappy awesome podcast. Welcome to another mildly smelly episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. We're your host, the Diego Brown Project. I am Mr. Arash. Even what? Nobody calls what is that? Mr. I don't even where'd you reach that one from. Uh, and with me, of course, is Kilsi Ray, who we'll just call Chris. Um, I don't know why I thought of that. It's, I mean, I'm not insinuating anything. It smells wonderful yeah, it, here. No, no, it smells great. It actually, yeah, it does, it actually does smell no, really no, nice No, no, that's the first thought that I had when I walked in here. I was like, oh, it smells really nice. <laughs> oh, I think it's because when we came in, Curtis said, I just wanted to make sure that it didn't smell in here or something. It probably gets stuck in your head. Maybe, yeah. He, yeah, he said yeah. something about Oh, so, so, so some subconscious. So, yeah, you did, you did some. That's how it works. You okay. did some of that voodoo on me. <laughs> some of that mental judo. I see how it is. We're, of course, brought to you by PlatformCollection.com, which absolutely does not smell because it's on your computer screen. So that would be weird if you could smell it. We're working on that, though. Yeah, we're working on the smell vision <laughs> Yeah, that's next. <laughs> yeah. The next video you watch that like takes place you in L.A. You can smell the you essence can, of the artist. I know. You can smell the pollution. <laughs> yeah. And the mild depression. Anyway, yeah. uh, PlatformCollection.com. Make sure you go over there and check out all the music videos and essays and blog entries. And there's just tons and tons of content. And while you're there, check out our sibling podcasts. There is Life on the Road with 60 East. Yeah. Were we on 60 East to get here? Mm, we've been on it today. We somewhere. have, though. But yeah. we've confirmed that he doesn't necessarily live off 60 East. Right? Yeah. That's like, I should just name That's myself Broadway. Right. <laughs> He's off the 60. Yeah. No, it just confirmed out on the last show. He is. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, orchestrated with Noah James and Lisa J. Yeah. Most definitely check that one out. Yes. Uh, really, though? Really, though? With Cookbook. With Cookbook. Uh, Proof of Life Radio and Status Escalate, both still hosted by Kali. Hosted by Kali. Okay. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Bars Weekly. You want to make sure to check that out as well. The Ghetto Blaster podcast hosted by Ricochet. Yes. And uh, Pretty Fresh. Yeah. Pretty Fresh. With Muds One. Hosted by Muds One. And, of course, the Two Makes Hologram podcast. Still going long and strong and hard, and you've heard all that already. Yes. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Stay Illuminated. For all your fresh gear and lifestyle needs, do visit stayilluminated.com right now and use the code CRAPPYAWESOME for free shipping anywhere in the multiverse. Known universe. Well, we're doing Ooh. multi. Uh, we could, uh, I don't know if we have any known proof universe. that there is a multiverse. 
There's like some contracts. It's up for debate. There's some contracts that uh, I forget. Uh, I was reading somewhere saying like the coverage extends like to the known universe. But oh, not the, yeah, there's music contracts. Yeah. Yeah, there's music. A lot of them say that. To like the known universe. Like, so if, if like. <laughs> Like they're, a 360 deal. They're planning for a possibility that we could find a new universe. To you got to be ready for that, man. And we are. How much money would you preparing lose? Preparing ourselves for for fucking the marketing in that world. Oh yeah, we're gonna fuck marketing there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what marketing does. <laughs> we're gonna meet new it's alien machine. entities and try to sell music to them. We are. We are <laughs> gonna try to figure out how to sell music to fucking aliens. That's the 720 deal. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, because we're gonna have to hit that other dimension. Yes. Uh, Damn. They're like, well, we came in peace until you fucked us with your contract. <laughs> you know what I think that sounds like? I own my publishing on, yeah. on the moon. I, I think do. that sounds like another book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That right there, by the, the way. The prosperous be... hip-hop producer for aliens. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to be different for them. The, prop, the prosperous alien hip-hop producer. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. How okay. to keep your rights on Saturn. <laughs> How to keep your rights on Saturn, because it's tricky. <laughs> the gravity. <laughs> Yeah, the gravity of things. The gravity of things. Yes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Platform Collection. That is one word all spelled out. And on Twitter at Platform Collect. Notion. With Notion. And uh, of course, Burner Podcast over at BurnerPodcast.com. Hosted by yours truly and covers the Burning Man community. Yes. Uh, tell them about Stitcher, iTunes. and Yeah, if you're listening to this on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Speaker, Speaker. or where all, plat- where all podcast platforms are found, right? Yeah. Um, everywhere just look you can find it everywhere now there's places where you're like i don't even understand why there's a podcast here but there is yeah i don't feel like saying the all of them anymore okay i think it's just podcast right like wherever podcasts are found wherever yeah because that's really what it is because not everybody has that yeah i almost feel like the system is designed so that like it weeds out the people who only released like you know four shows yeah in podcasting yeah yeah for sure yeah. I've seen that happen multiple times. You know somebody's legit when you Google it and then like there's they're like on channels you've never even heard of before. Right. Right. That's a good way to tell them. That is a good way to tell them. Are you good with that? I am. Okay. We'll start doing it. Dude, Curtis King is here. Um, I'm super excited, man, because I have some ideas and questions with some things I think you can help me as an expert in what you're doing. Interesting. I'm okay. having some mental blocks. Sure. Some crazy mental blocks. I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Curtis King, by the way. Curtis hey. King, hey. Um, I, I want to vlog. I, I can see it in my head. Okay. What I want it to be. Um, I'm, I know there's a mental block, right? Like I, I've, I just started a new podcast. Um, that was a little bit of a mental block being mm-hmm. by myself, not having a rush to, to lean on. Like, right. um, Really, and I talked about it on the show, really dealing with whether or not you guys care to hear what I have to say. Right. And so then the times that by video, (laughs) and that's where I'm at right now, because I'm just like, oh, man, like, I'd like to watch the show I have in my head. Right. It's Um, compounded by the extra pressure. Yeah, that extra pressure of, I need to know the process uh, that you got to with sitting in front of a camera mm-hmm. and going, here's here's my soul. Uh, the power of archiving footage. Archiving footage. The part, the power of having multiple options. It's a lot harder. It's a lot harder when. How can I put it? 
it's a lot harder to judge the trajectory of your show when you only have one show in your head to judge off of or yeah. just one in front of you. So I think that having multiple shows to choose from, it, it, it takes a lot of the emotion away from it, a lot of the pressure away from it. So, you know, when I'm able to produce six or seven videos, if one of them is a dud that week, that's fine. But if that's the only one that I did, yeah, the pressure is outrageous. So in the very beginning, I knew my quality wasn't the best video walk. I was shooting on my iPhone six. Okay. I knew the audio wasn't the best, but I created so much powerful content that I knew that I asked myself, I said, back in the days when I was like super fan of, you know, either an Eminem and I heard all of these freestyles with, you know, you know, God knows what equipment they were using to record them at shows. I actually sat there and tried to try to figure it out. Why? Because I was such a fan of the rapping. It, it didn't matter the quality to me. Yeah. Even if it was bad, even if it was stuff that I ripped off of the radio. Yes. That didn't matter that it was on tape deck that, you know, downgraded generation by generation. But I think that comes down to, you know, literally having more options to choose from. There's less pressure about what somebody will think of it. And I think there's less pressure on you to think of what this has to be. It doesn't have to be anything. If anything, is, it's another uh, checkpoint along the road. Yeah. So... For me, initially, getting the comfortability came from I worked I worked harder than any critique that could be thrown at me. Yeah, I worked yeah. I worked a much at, at a much faster pace than I hate the word hate, you know. But in any hate that could be distributed my way or any critiquing, which meant like which meant logistically what like that you're putting out. By the time they get done judging one video, you've already put out two more. Right. By the time you're seeing actual footage, I've already probably made upgrades for the new footage after this. But I, the thing is, either way, I have to get out there. There was a book that I was reading. It's actually up here. Um, Failing Forward by John C. Maxwell. Yes. And, I, and I'm never around my books during podcasts. So like, I really want to grab that at some point and, and, forward. and, mm -hmm. and get that. But he says that there's a process. And I'm glad I read this before I did any video. There's a process to any success, no matter what road you're on, right? Yep. And to paraphrase it, this, and I've said this before, I believe, on, on the episode. But in the beginning, is. You know, people think that you're stupid for taking on what you're taking on. The second thing is, you know, and I felt that when I was making videos, I was like, people are going to be like, who are you to give out advice? You're mm -hmm. still an artist. You're still a rapper. You know, you're still a, you're not a guy that's quote unquote made it in a mainstream yes. world. How are you going to show me how to get success that you don't have for yourself? And so uh, people were, you know, were saying what they were saying. A lot of it was like. It wasn't direct, but I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, yeah. now people are experts about everything. Oh, and yes. so I would see that on my own timeline and I'll be like, OK, before. you know, and, and I understood uh -huh. where they were coming from because there was no there was no proof that this would be successful. Yeah, not even for myself. Yeah. And so the, ste the second step after people think you're going to be stupid, you're actually going to be stupid. So I had to have those times where I would shoot 12 minutes worth of footage and never turn the record button on. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Or, or, or finally get a microphone to record, uh, record myself and figure out that it's not even compliant with my iPhone. Yeah. You know, um, or compatible, I should say, compatible with my iPhone. And so I had to make these dummy mistakes, these rookie mistakes. But I was so aggressive about getting to the end destination. It didn't matter. Third step is people say, well, OK, he may be stupid, but he works hard. Mm. I had so much video done that that became the new critique. He, and, you know, he he doesn't know everything, but he's he's really yeah. working hard. Yeah. After the work hard became, you know what? I mean, you can't spend that much time with anything and not be knowledgeable. 
So then they acknowledge the fact that maybe I'm at least a knowledge. Right, 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 right. Because you're proving your expertise by being mm -hmm. consistent. But every time it's another, what, what they don't realize is they're giving, a, they're, they're giving a critique to what you're doing, but you're, it's literally them witnessing you stepping up another step on the, on the ladder. Yeah. So from, from being knowledgeable and hardworking at that point, they have a few different directions to go with that. Either they're yeah. not, they're not consuming it or they're saying, you know what? He may be the truth. Yeah. And then there comes the whole level of genius after that. Now, there's more steps in between that, but that's pretty much a, a microcosm of what it looks like. Me knowing that before I went into it, I was ready for the ridicule. Mm. I was ready for the critiquing. I, you know, I I tried not to be too emotional. I'm still a human being, but I try not to be too emotional to the, to the reactions and realize that no matter what you think of this one video, it's a channel full of, at that point, 30 videos that I could be judged off of, and they're all progressively getting better. Got I knew you. that was going to happen, but yeah. they did, if they didn't see it, that's fine. But I had to also make sure I focused on who was this for. That was a big one for me, is mm -hmm. that when I realized that the people who are the most diehard, the ones that are the 20% of my demographic that consume 80% of my videos, if I satisfied them, if they're cool, I'll forever be golden. Mm -hmm. But the moment I turn on the other people who are like casual watchers, casual commenters, you know, commentators, that's when I start losing focus and I start obsessing over every single detail in every video when it shouldn't be like that. If I'm if I'm here for a purpose, that stuff will really not matter. There, there, there's like an interesting thing that I'm like noticing because there was um, I remember you going through a time with hip hop where <clears throat> you were noticing the voices and the voices were around you, and uh, there was a, a time that it was pushing you into frustration, right, right? Right, How do you avoid that with a new thing that you may not have as much confidence as you did with, you know, the, the you know your other crafts? Right, right. Like, this is a new craft. How are you reckoning with the, like, I'm, you know, like, I mean, dude, because here's the thing. This is right. important, too. Uh, Anna Rosh and I were talking about this on, on, on the way up. I'm also good with... The answer being, I just know I would be good at it because I understand what that means. Right. You know what I mean? For me right. in my head, I understand what that means. Did you have that? Were you just like, I'm not actually afraid of this thing. I can do this thing. It's not a big well, deal. I, 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 it's a new thing. I think, yeah. I think that what you said, that was the yeah. key to what you said. It's a new thing. So there is no, there is no blueprint for how this is going to mm -hmm. look. So my trajectory could literally be off, off the scale or it could be not so good, you know, but at the end of the day, I think that my excitement for for the vision I saw was much more important than anything that anybody could say about what was mm. going on. And so it wasn't that I was going in there saying I'm going to be this great because people are still amazed that every single one of these perspirations yeah. starts with a one line sentence. And then I go into this 12 minute. I mean, you can call it a rant if you want to, but mm -hmm. it's very organized thoughts that I just throw right then and there. We do one take each and it just goes on and it became a skill that I developed. But I felt like it was not that far from the skills that were required as a hip hop artist to create on the spot, mm -hmm. to make make um, these these grand. So you made that connection early. That was right? that connection okay. was very early because because yeah. because I, I, I realized you know as a as a rapper or even as a, as a performing artist you need to even as a host mm -hmm. you need you need a certain level of of skills to to you know not only articulate yourself but make it as clear as possible right. to an audience that doesn't give a damn about what you're saying right. they don't only support the person that even through supporting. like the improv and everything improv yeah. and, and and you know mind you I, in, in college i took you know 
there was a stand-up comedy class at Cerritos College I took, and there was uh, empty. Did you really? Yeah, there's a video out on YouTube right now. That's, Were you good? I nah, I mean, I was. <laughs> I had a. I guess it was. A, it was a girl there. She was like crying. Cracking she loved up. it. She loved it. That's all, all I right. needed. But you had, a, you had a fan. Yeah, I had one there. Yeah. But but it was you know very corny like early two thousands type of jokes like cell phone jokes and stuff like yeah. that. You know flip phone jokes, but. But what is up with flip phones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just corny stuff. But I, I say that to say, when I first got into it, I think that my frustration now, in retrospect, as I really think about that time period, because we we had conversations off the air a lot about mm -hmm. the frustration. What I realized was yeah. that it was the same uncomfortability I had you have with when you outgrow a shoe. Mm. That mm, it's, okay. it's causing it's it's asking you to grow in some capacity. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So in some capacity, I thought it meant that I had to grow as a hip hop artist. What yeah. I didn't realize what is was that I felt that I was outgrowing the ideologies and outgrowing the um the 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 politics right. of this industry that I was a part of since I was seventeen. Yeah, because I felt like in a lot of ways I had to readjust to an to an industry that that had a mindset that was already pretty young in terms of the things that are mm -hmm. okay and not okay mm. with it. this is hip hop, this is not hip hop. And that goes for mainstream and underground. Sure. That goes sure. for some of the most intellectual rappers I know mm -hmm. that still have at the very base a mindset that is it is stagnant, it's stuck. Mm -hmm. And for me I didn't see that. I just thought it was a matter of the politics between underground mainstream and then what I didn't realize until I did a live stream where I was announcing that I was, you know, moving on from rapping. Uh, calligraphy, calligraphy, jumped in a live stream. Uh, you know, MC from IE, and, and he basically said, "I think that you outgrew you outgrew the genre, mm. and I think that you you were afraid to say that. You were afraid to uh, embrace that because what does that mean? Does that mean that you're better than a genre? No. Does that mean that you're? I would never ask those questions. But when he said that, I started understanding that you know a lot of the things that I was doing, like the shows that I was going to, and uh, the things that I was being involved with, a lot of it felt like. Here I am growing on a spiritual level or growing in other capacities, and this is no longer helping me grow. Right. If anything, this is an environment where, you know, the conversations that I want to have, if I have them, people are going, you know, I'm too high for that, Kirk. Like, yeah. <laughs> go, go about your business. Yeah, because you know, it was that. more of like a bus stop, not like a destination. Like it was, yeah. you, people... I mean, we've we've talked about this a lot now, and I think people are starting starting to become aware of like a lot of these places where we start off artistically are mm. are you're supposed to be passing through. Yeah, you're not supposed to be setting up camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's very easy to fall into that because it's comfortable. People mm -hmm. take care of you. There's lines people yeah. won't cross. Yeah. Um. And all and everything but that is super scary. And it's in the sake of pursuing your dreams. Yeah. And it's like nobody. People, most people will look at somebody as a jerk if they told you, like, your time here is done. Right, right. You know, right. But, but I think that in the same way we need people that support us, we need the balance of people who are just, like, brash about the decisions we make, brash about, you know, uh, our, our, our pursuit and things. And I don't want anybody to get the idea that I felt like, oh, I was over the hill. Like, the last album we did, I was number four on iTunes. But for me, it was like, there's something more. There's mm. something more than this. And the same fulfillment that I got with people reciting my lyrics was the same fulfillment I got with them reciting my perspirations mm -hmm. or, the, or, the, or the, the philosophies that I shared. And at least this was in a capacity where I didn't feel like, and that's something else too, like, and that's a whole other topic is that, you know, there's a lot of rappers 
that I felt like we would probably be really good friends ha had we not met through rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, get that, see, you ever yeah. get that feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. ever get that feeling? Because yeah. I think a lot of it is there's a, like a like a uh, sort of a passive aggressive nature to our dealings, to where you never know when somebody's dealing with you on a real level. Uh, right. There's been times I've had to tell people like. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm out of here, man. You know, I'm working on the project, finishing. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. How are you? Right. This is a right. question from human being to human being. This is not rapper to rapper. Right. And I think a lot of times, you know, there's even a, a hesitation to share your good news amongst people that you're supposed to be good with. And, and you realize that immediately because we're in an in a art form, hip hop, that although it may come off aggressive to other people, it actually requires us to be very sensitive to our environments, our stories, our history, our relationships. Everything becomes that open book. Yeah. You know, even a person that's rapping about, you know, money, clothes and hoes is still, you know, uh, pushing those emotions down and talking about very surface level stuff to avoid those emotions. It's right. still a very sensitive thing to do. Right. So, you know, with that said, what I started realizing is like this is passive aggressive nature to my, my, my dealings with people. And I really feel like I wasn't getting a straight answer about things. I felt like everything was sort of like this. Somebody was having a conversation in their head about how they really felt about me. But the conversation we were having was completely different. Right. And not until I began to do these videos that were available to anybody to go check out. I wasn't telling anybody how to live their life. I wasn't mm -hmm. telling you I'm better than anybody. I certainly have made more What was your first video? You remember uh, it? The uh, the the first video was the biggest. No, no, that wasn't the first one. The first one was um, why face why tagging your friends on Facebook is killing your algorithm. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. It never right. starts off like the movies because the movies yeah. would probably be like if somebody was making my movie, they would make the biggest lie in the hip hop. Right, right, the right. first video because that was the impactful one. Yeah. But the first one was that. Like I got tired of my friends. I got tired of two things. My friends tagging me on on Facebook and. The post not going anywhere, and then I'm always getting updates on my phone uh, of somebody else's post that I never even said that I was interesting and know anything about. Yeah. Now I'm seeing this person respond to all of them, and I'm turning notifications off, and it happens again. Not only did I got tired of that, but I got tired of the rappers who were complaining about the rappers who did that, but weren't showing them the way. Right. So for me, it was like, well, yes. I has anybody ever researched like whether or not this is actually beneficial to somebody or hurtful? And so I looked it up, and I was like, oh, there's a thing called an algorithm. What if I just shared that in three minutes in a way where I always knew I had a gift for making like really complex things like like hysterically simple. Right, 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 right. right and right. so that's what I try to do. I try to make it relatable. I try to make it like I was having a conversation with somebody that I already knew. Much like the book. Much like the much right. like the book, mm -hmm. you know. And so that's what spawned these videos. And then soon after, you know, I noticed people were passively aggressively talking about that video. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't stand these folks that, you know, get on the Internet and all of a sudden they're gurus and this and that. And yeah. it was like, and let me that put was this, my let me put this hypersensitivity, in, too. But maybe, <laughs> but let me put this in context for people so that they can understand this. Because for sure that was happening. Right. <laughs> for sure I saw it happening. <laughs> and one of the things, though, is that people should understand is that when that stuff was coming out, what Curtis was doing, you know, in doing vlog-like videos, right? And this might sound crazy to a lot of people. Literally, there was nobody else doing it mm. within like our general vicinity. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you're saying folks, so it wasn't just people that were <laughs> like there wasn't just people like because trust me, I saw the hate. There was also a whole other side of people that were going like, 
damn, he's really on to something. Like, mm. Curtis is pushing <laughs> us all into a new... Because, because yeah. I mean, sure enough, everybody's followed. You were the first one. It's not like saying that nobody knew that. I'm not saying that you didn't know this. Sure. But in action, putting it into action, there was only one person doing it. It was you within our general vicinity. Mm-hmm. And since then, people have followed you in. And that's that can't really be argued. And it's important that people understand that from a context because I know you. You're a humble dude, dude. You you're going to keep apologizing for thinking about, <laughs> you know, like I'm. I don't want to say I was the first. You were right. You right, were. It, it right. absolutely was the truth, and it has affected even technology wise. Right. I've noticed how it's affected around and what people have built on and what you've done. Right. Right. And now. There's a general consensus for people who are actually putting in work right. that you're a prototype. There is a prototype mm-hmm. of how to – like we need to at least be doing that. Right. And that's a great position. I think that's a very admirable position to be in even if that wasn't your intention. Intention initially, yeah. Yeah, but that is a positive that comes out of it. And in, that's the thing when people start to look back at history. Those are the things that will – that you know, raise their hands and garner attention because most people agreed on it. Right. You know, it, it's not like if people are hating on anything you do right now, it's super hard to find like some sort of legitimacy see, in it. Let's see, that's yeah. that that process I told you about Malcolm, uh, uh, Malcolm, not Malcolm Gladwell, a uh, uh, John C. Maxwell, yeah, yeah, that process, forward, yeah. that right there is mm-hmm. what you're talking about. I knew that that was part of the process. Got you. And I knew that it was probably going to be even more aggressive at this route because of how uh, uh, opinionated yes. hip hop is. I expect. I knew that was going to happen. It's just the thing I think that surprised me was who, uh, because I thought it was people who already understood this. Well, was, this, was, this you was were, the program. Like you were you leaving. <laughs> you're you're um, you're leaving the nest earlier than everybody. So people right. tend to point out that person. Like, when I leave the nest, wait till I leave the mm-hmm. nest, though. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's doing it, but, like, when I do it, like, yeah. I mean, you know how that shit goes. Sure, hey, sure. Hey, it, are you finding yourself reading your comments more now? Because you're, because you're, what right. you're doing in particular, the art form you're putting out, like, it kind of garners, it's going to garner conversation because you're asking them to do that. Right. And I would think that you're probably not in a position to not read your comments because your comments mm-hmm. are so, – the conversation, the ongoing conversation it's is such important. a part of what you do. It's important to the direction. Yeah. But you know what? I think the bigger thing is how I'm reading the comments. Mm. I, I'm, okay. I'm, I mean, obviously, when you're reading text you – know, I was reading another book that's up there called uh, De-Escalate where it teaches you that when you're talking to somebody that's at a 10 and they're angry, mm-hmm. pay less attention to the words and more attention to – what they're really trying right, to say right, behind right, those right, words right. because people will say the, anything, any most, most yeah. vile things. And so when I look at the internet, you know, you don't have the tone to go off of. All you mm-hmm. have is cap locks on, cap locks off, a, mm-hmm. a, 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 a general uh, avatar that kind of tells you if this is somebody who even wants to show their face. Right. And me knowing, you know, a lot of the philosophies that I share from the stuff I've learned from Tony Robbins, I, I start to understand, you know, sort of where, where the, that person's, three specific needs are from and that's why their their internet addiction is the way it is why their mm. trolling addiction is the way it is when you understand it psychologically i feel like you feel more 
you feel less threatened and, and more empathy more empathy Absolutely. for them in that situation and i think that goes for for a lot it goes for people even even in power yeah to where people that you know i used to be a part of the the, the rest of the crowd where they were say this person is this and this and that right and then when you start to understand what they what they value about the things yeah. that they say you start to look at them and kind of see them under a different microscope so when i look at the comments i don't look at the comments you know looking for a fight anymore and that used to be my mentality yeah. like you don't talk about what i'm doing like i just i'm passionate right um and then also too the frequency in which i look at my stuff it, it it's a byproduct i look at it less because it's a byproduct of how much i'm working mm. and the thing is when i get some something that's happening that's negative I have to put that energy somewhere. If I see something that I, it might have like an ounce of truth in it or at least an ounce of my insecurity in it, immediately I take that energy into working instead of responding right, to them. Because right. if I take, if I have that energy, I got to do something with yeah, it. Yeah, got the, you. The example, free fuel. Yeah, the, the free, example. Exactly. The example I, I look at people it. is that like getting offended, I, I quit getting, I would tell people like, I, got it, I quit getting offended like I quit cigarettes. Mm. Like it's just like a bullshit thing. Let's just quit. Let's just quit. Because Getting offended really by that, like what it is, is you've created this persona. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. want the world to believe that this persona is real. And someone right. is challenging. And somebody challenges, <laughs> throws a hole in it. You get offended. And what you're basically doing is you're blackmailing people into falling in line and pretending right. like this persona is real mm -hmm. because they're scared to. So if you know something is absolutely bullshit, if you believe with every part of you, like in your heart, mm -hmm. that what they're saying is absolute bullshit. It's not going to offend you. That's just yeah. like basic logic. And like the example I give people is I'm I'm six five. That's like if some I myself I'm like perfect example. Make fun of me for being short right now. Mm -hmm. Like start giving me shit right now for being short. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to it. There's I'm no just way. gonna laugh. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like there's there's no logic to that whatsoever. Whereas if you were to I don't know throw uh, make a joke at me for like you know being an attention seeker, right? And like some uh, part of me gets a little offended. You know, there's probably because there's some truth in that. I'm a right. public persona. That's a mm. part of who I am. Mm. Right. So, and, but you you know what's what's interesting about that? Uh, there's a book that I read called Unoffendable. Okay. And, and I picked it up because I was in a place where I was hypersensitive to a lot of things around me because you know there was a lot of friendships and a lot of relationships that I didn't have anymore, and I was seeing a lot of stuff on a regular basis where I was like there's a good chance that's towards me, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, how can I How can I just turn that part of my brain off or that part of my emotion? And so I came across this book called Unoffendable and I almost didn't get it because I thought it was, you know, it's made by a Christian author and I thought it was going to be like too Christianese to mm -hmm. where it's like just mm -hmm. trusting the word and, mm -hmm. and, and I believe there's value in that, obviously. Sure. But I feel like you got to go deeper, especially in this day and time where people, you know, have already gone past just believe in the word right it, we need we need something some some weight some proof something that makes us feel like i'm not just sort of living what my parents have taught me yeah and so i read this book with an open mind and you know it, it was it was eye-opening because one of the biggest concepts in that is that we literally don't have the right to be offended yeah because anything that we have been offended by on some level at the very base of it we've done to someone else so think of somebody who, you know, uh, uh, you know, disrespects you and, and says that you're an attention seeker and says all these things and, 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 and things that are not true about you. They're saying untrue things about you and it's hurt your feelings. If I look at it at its very base level, have I ever said anything untrue about somebody uh, and, and because my feelings were hurt? And I can absolutely say that that's, pop that's mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. You know, so you start to look at, you know, you get in traffic and somebody, you know, are obviously in the wrong and they cut you off. You know, at that point in time, you know, you're not going to think about this because you're worried about what they did to you. 
But in all actuality, do you have the right to grasp onto that and let that be? Now, that's not to say there's not things in the world to be offended by. There's things that I'm completely offended by. But understanding that at its base level, you start to realize that there's so many opportunities mm-hmm. for us to be offended by everything. From yeah, the Christmas yeah. cup at Starbucks and people were up in arms about that. And don't force Christmas on me. And, and it's like you start to realize that. Everything has its place. Had it not been for the the negativity of a situation, you wouldn't embrace your positivity. You wouldn't embrace what you have right now had it not been for your tumultuous journey. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that book really taught me that. And then there's another book, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That book is another one that that is funny because right now people are like really latching on to Will Smith jumping on Instagram and and, and he shares a philosophy that's from that book. Right, 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 right. And and the philosophy. The recent video that came out. Fault versus Mm -hmm. responsibility. Yeah. There's so many things out there in the world we're not at fault for, but it's our responsibility. Even somebody who, you know, uh, who gets hit by a drunk driver in their car, they are not at fault for that drunk driver hitting them and them now being able to not walk. But it's their responsibility to do right. everything in their power to get them mentally, you know, their mental strength back in the same place. And that's where the disconnect happens. That's where the disconnect happens. Let, let me ask you this. Oh. Have you been in a situation in your own life when that was your thought process? Like this is happening to me and there's sure. nothing I can do about Hell it. Hell yeah. I would say especially two years before – I say uh, two years ago was when I went to go see – Tony Robbins at that at that um that seminar, right? Before that, it was almost like a second instinct that these things are happening to me. Mm. And me being my personality, it wasn't so much like the world hates me. It was like, what did I do yeah. to get to deserve this? Yeah. I did I must have did something. Yeah. Was it that bad? That line of thinking was very poisonous to me because what I started to realize was that that's not the way things happen. Everything is, is is happening to your benefit. It's happening for your inevitable growth. If yeah. you accept it as that, yeah. you know, we, you know, that's something Tony says too, is that in every, every circumstance, this is either the, you either approach it as this is the beginning or this is the death of something. This is the end. Every, every story we tell ourselves. So if, if, if this is the beginning of something, then we have a lot more, right. you know, hope towards where it's going. If this is the end, oh my God, everybody's coming yeah. down on me. Everybody hates me. Then that's sort of the the the, the reality that we're creating for ourselves. Absolutely. And in a lot of ways, before that, I wish I could say I had that mentality the whole time. I've always been very optimistic, but many a times in my very personal times, I would take things people said about me and I would internalize them and say, you know. Damn, maybe maybe there is some truth to that. Maybe there is something I'm doing. And what it made me do was like micromanage everything around me. Mm. And it weren't actually things that were based in fact. They were just because I felt it felt real enough to address. Right, what, what, right. what is something that you tried to fix that didn't need fixing? Um, the whole idea of me being self-centered mm. and, and me being, um, you know, sort of a, a all about me, me, me and, and, and me being. Uh, I think that was the biggest thing or Hollywood. That was a big one for me. Oh my God. I used to blow. I used to like piss me off because I felt like I meet people and, and, and when I really, really meet who they are, I start to realize I give them a lot more respect than they're used to from people around them on a regular basis. Yeah. 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 That can cause two reactions. One, you can approach me with the same energy or two, you can think that I'm a fraud Mm. and that you're just the only one not acting like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I took You're being that, too nice to you're me. You're being too nice to <laughs> yeah. me. Like, I don't trust you. Yeah. And, and that's what it was a lot of times, especially with rappers. They're used to a certain way of politicking with right. each other. And when you don't do that, 
you're speaking another language to them. And so they, yeah. they, they automatically get defensive most times and they look at that and say, you probably out to get me. So then people would do things in my very early years in the IE where they would come up to me and they would give me a compliment, quote unquote. I'm using the, the, uh, the, the bunny ears. They would give me a compliment and say, man, you you really running things. out, you killing things out here in the IE? And I have one or two options. One, I could say, well, I appreciate the, the, the love and whatnot, but um, I don't want to say I'm running things. I'm just adding my parts to the, to the puzzle, which is what I would do most mm-hmm. of the time. Or I could turn around and 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 and, and um, embrace it. Oh, good looking out. Just by saying good looking yeah, yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And that person now would take that, that little piece of conversation and say, he thinks he's everything out here. He thinks he runs yeah, this yeah, shit. Yeah, Just yeah. because they brought yeah. that reality to me. Set you up. Set me up. Yeah. And then that conversation would carry on, from carry on to person to person to person. It was crazy. I didn't realize how impactful those conversations were until about a year ago. I read a, a, an article by, uh, you familiar with Gazooks? Yes. Yeah. He yeah, made yeah. an article, uh, wh- wh- why do people hate Curtis King so much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something along yeah, those yeah. lines. <laughs> and and I read it and I realized that how many conversations have I had with, you know, L.A. artists, uh, I.E. artists, where in the back of their mind they had this expectation of who I am. Yeah. And I didn't match that. Not only did I match that, a part of them actually liked me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they hated that they liked me mm-hmm. because... I, I wasn't arrogant about doing the things that I do. And it was crazy. I had another conversation recently with a buddy of mine who's known me since I moved to the IE. He says, what you got to realize is that, you know, people are not used to seeing your breed, whether it's, you know, all the things you take on. Like I take on video editing and producing and rapping and, and, and all the things that I take on. I don't look at that as like another notch of my belt. I could care less about the notch. I got to get it done. Yeah. And I'm used to like janky graphic designers i'm used to lazy graphic designers i'm used to lazy video editors i'm used to people who you know just don't have the vision that i have in that and maybe that can come off as arrogant or whatnot Mm. but i have to get it done Mm -hmm. i'm just i just i'm a diy worker and he said that right there makes somebody feel like if i can't offer you anything what do you need me for? yeah what's my worth what's my worth right to you mm-hmm. so it's easier for them to be at odds with that because they don't have to address the fact that that's their insecurity screaming mm. out i couldn't see that because i was I, at the time i was too like to internalize my own feelings to be like man what am i doing wrong why do people feel that mm-hmm. way towards me like what the hell yeah. am i doing like i would go over the top and laugh at their corny ass jokes so that uh, they would be they would be cool with me like i yeah. just want you to I just like want you me. to really know that i'm being cool I'm, with you like like, like yeah. i put my hand like like I would make it, I would take, like, they would be like, man, I see you out here really doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, but you really doing your thing yeah. out here. And I would put extras on it because I didn't want so that, that energy on me, but it put me in a place where I wasn't, I wasn't being 100% honest, you know, with circumstances. And I should have just let them play out inst- instead of trying to change them or change the, the, right. the, um, the, the, the perspective of who I am because now it's crazy. When I started, said I'm start, I st- when I said that I was going to stop rapping, when I start seeing rappers, I don't feel that same energy on them anymore. Oh. And I don't know if it's because they see me like, well, you're no longer a threat because you don't do the thing that I'm doing. Or yeah. if that's because they're like, you really, you really serious about this giving thing. Yeah, aren't yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, I'm just, I, I like that energy more than, than what I was dealing with before. Wow. Wow. A lot of the, the journey that we all basically go through is going deeper and deeper inward until we find like what our most genuine self is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we, this might be like an evolutionary psychological thing where like right. human beings, um, our spidey sense goes off when we sense insincerity. 
because we've evolved to be aware of that because if we were dealing with that that could get us killed right sure. right sure. so um, and we sense that in like everything like the you familiar with the uncanny valley Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, for not. for listeners that aren't anyway, uh, the Uncanny Valley is a, a, a this Japanese scientist would introduce robots to people, and like they would progressively look more and more human. So for a long time, the people would say like they'd react positively to them, or they'd say, "Oh, that's kind of cute," almost. Mm-hmm. But then when it started to look too human, it freaked them out. Oh wow! And so I you think disgust that, was actually yeah, yeah yeah they get disgusted by it. Wow! And like um and you see that in like movies where they try to do like a um. 3D graphics of like trying to recreate the right. person's face. <laughs> you don't know why you don't like it. You just yeah, don't it like just it. Grosses it's grosses you. It's disgusting. Because, the, you because it the work itself is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't it's like the, it because it doesn't look audacity. right. But it yeah. senses off your spidey sense. Like it, that, this probably this thing was probably what protected us um, yeah. from getting killed mm-hmm. when we were being faced with other entities that looked just enough like our tribe but right. may have been a little bit different. Yeah. Right. So, um, so it's almost like now, like you almost kind of see that even now, which is like uh, with, I don't know if you guys have had this experience. Directly bragging, people seem to be okay with. Yeah. Humble bragging freaks people out. Mm, yeah. If you're dancing around it just a little bit, and like a lot of like what you're yeah. describing is like that journey that I think we're all going through is that, mm-hmm. and it's so funny. The end, we all already know what the end of it is. The end of it is the more sincere you are, the more honest you are, the more direct you are, you could be a fucking dick. Yeah. But honestly, like people want you to be the, your most sincere self. But we need those and when people. they're sensing, when they're yeah. sensing that you're not being your most sincere self, they're looking for an excuse not to like you. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I, and I saw that yeah. whenever I would make an error publicly, yeah. I would see people that I haven't seen in years show up for that. Mm-hmm. And so gotcha. then that's that's when I was like, they were there for your falls. What? It's deeper than that. Because yeah. if I looked at it that, I can just brush them off as a hater. Yeah. But I looked at that and I said. What would make some, what would drive somebody to only show up when you mess up? Because yeah. in their mind, they thought you were flawless. Yeah. And so, and they, they had an instinct, they had an inkling to say, no, 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 no. There's no way he's flawless. There's got to be something. And I mean, when it was time that I messed up, or even like, I give an example when uh, Murs posted up a picture of, of uh, him with my sister, and he was like, "Hi, Curtis." Like just being like, 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 real, like he was just playing or whatnot. Yeah. We was like coming off a tour. I seen rappers show up that I was like, we haven't had a conversation in years. Oh wow! And they were all chiming in, and they're chiming in, yeah. and it's like you know a thousand, they think a thousand they see emojis a in your in the armor. <laughs> and it's finally yeah. a time that we can we can we can rag on him because you know, I, you know, I used to even be like, I, I used to, I used to uh, turn down my light because mm. of the insecurity of those mm. around me sometimes because yeah. I felt it. I felt it where I would come into a room. And, and, you know, it's a rapper that I'm producing for. And there, I know there's a, a feeling on him because of the questions he would ask, like, you know, oh, what's going on with your, with, your, with your rapping? Like, we're not here for that. I'm here at service for you as yeah. a producer. Don't worry about that. But I think it's the, a point of them where they look at that and say, this is all that I have. Yeah. How dare you come into this room, can do what I do, then do something I can't do. And, 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 and still have the energy and the, and the, the, the motivation from the same industry that has crushed my soul. Yeah. Where, where are you getting this extra energy from? You know, it, it must be that you're doing something, you know, illegal. it's almost like like the, the, the guy that, it's almost like how people hate Tom Brady. Yeah. His yeah, resiliency. Yeah, yeah. They hate it. Oh, yeah, they yeah. hate his resiliency. But put him, put it on somebody else that, you know, maybe doesn't achieve as much as he does, they get awarded. They get, you know, awarded. Like, oh my God, this guy's resiliency. But there's so much hate for a guy like that's resiliency because they just, they want you to mess up. They want to start seeing injuries happen. They want, and I feel like for a lot of times people had this facade of, 
of me trying to put out perfection when it was like I thought we were all out here trying to put our best foot forward. Right? Mm-hmm. We we literally talked about this on the way up. I was uh I've come to a place in my life where just some things happened recently where I had like these download moments where mm-hmm. I was just like oh that figured everything out, right? Yeah. And one of those things is that I've I have chosen a pursuit of mastery, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've chosen a pursuit of that. With that comes a comes a lot. There people most people are not choosing that. No, right? At all. They're not choosing that at all. So there's going to be some misunderstandings, right? Mm-hmm. There's also going to be people that see your mastery as again, you're leaving the nest mm-hmm. in a different direction. They like you, they'd like you to be around more. They don't know how to say that so they need to tear you down a little bit whatever it is right Right. but in choosing mastery right now what i'm trying to reconcile with myself is that there are going to be people that that are good people that are they mean well right but for whatever they're not on a search for mastery Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. as as my search gets deeper Mm -hmm. and starts to move faster and in farther I'm going to have less energy to put into those things. I used to feel guilty about it. Sure, sure. I don't feel guilty anymore. You shouldn't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. uh, Just because that's not, I know that that's what comes with mastery. It's part of, it's just, and I'm choosing to do it, you know? But see, you you realizing Mm -hmm. that you're on the path to mastery, that's what kills a lot of people who have great intentions, you know, when they don't even realize that they're playing on a different Right. They're playing a different program entirely. Absolutely. And, and for the longest, I was readjusting myself to sort of the, the, the program of the masses of my particular. Instead of concentrating on your master. Instead of saying, I got to go make my Wikipedia page. Yeah. I got to have my, instead of studying Kanye and studying all these people yeah. that I looked up to and saying, oh, at 28, I got to do this. Oh, he want to grab me at this. I got to. That's not my, that's not my biography. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. my move. Like the, if, if that was the situation, I might as well go to, to, to Vegas and start dressing like, and be on an impersonator yeah. and getting money like that. Yeah. You know, but that's not what I'm building. And the moment that I had that light, light bulb go off and I realized that we're playing a different program. There's been situations where I would go into the room and I don't care how arrogant this is. I would go into the room, you know, with my manager and he was my, my, my last manager, very intelligent man. Mm-hmm. And we would go into the room. I said, we are more intelligent than the people in this room yeah. who have more power than us. Right. And a lot of times they'll say no, knowing that you'll do excellent work mm-hmm. simply because of the, the security of their own job. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yes. And so how many times have that has it happened where. I'm like trying to build with somebody genuinely and trying to provide. And in their head, they're like, I can't let you get in here because if the person that tells me what to do gets a hold of you, you're going to take over my. Right, right. And where's my relevance? Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But me seeing that now, I sort of realize that, that is a default for a lot of people, though. It, it is goes straight to what does this person want? It what do they want? It goes, yeah. it goes back, well, I think it goes back to the thing we we're talking about, about being offended earlier. Yeah. yeah. Like if you, you meet somebody who you're afraid might be better than you. I suggest it's time to fucking step it up. Yeah. The first yeah. thing that I would I, is I would step it up and I would invite that person in. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, I really want to know that person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you should be a part of my team. Let me hone that energy. And that's the quickest way to learn anything yeah. by modeling someone else's, someone else's, you know, their, their, their order of doing things, their physiology, um, and, and, and their philosophy towards it. Mm-hmm. If you know why they're doing it, if you know their order of doing things, if you know the, the, the physical, the, how they physically get themselves ready to do with it, you could do anything that somebody else does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at it like that, and then I added on top of that, I said, 
I also have an opportunity to be a value to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, you yeah. never forget the person that taught yes. you how to tie your shoes, how to ride a bike, how to basically tell you the very very essentials of something you value to this yeah. day. Yeah. So I look at that and I say, if I can, if this rapper has a crazy Twitter following, like there's a few rappers that that you know had crazy followings who were scared to death to put a piece of merchandise out there because they said, mm. what if it doesn't sell? And what if yeah. I fail in front of all these people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, what if everybody says it sucks yeah. and then that has a, a negative effect on my music? And so there I come, I don't have the social media following they have, mm-hmm. but I have the history of, of putting merchandise together. I have the history of having failed merchandise. Yeah. I have some value to give to this person. Now, as they sort of go up, and, and it's funny because I heard a quote when I was 16 that said, the fastest route to your goals is to help somebody on the journey to theirs. Mm-hmm. That's the quickest route. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see that fork in the road? You know, people think like, oh, I got to go do for self. No, no, no. You literally have to figure out how can I make this journey for somebody who's behind me easier because it's the thing about it the connections that i've made in this industry only five percent of them have been from people of massive influence 95 mm. of them have been people who are just regular joe and schmoes we have no sort of connection into music except maybe a friend or a relative or they introduced me to somebody like <laughs> like literally my first show was when i was like back in the day like featuring on reggaeton records and whatnot that was the the product of, of myspace friends saying i think you guys should come together and do music yeah but those people will get overlooked when we're talking about networking up and trying to build our way up those are the people who literally should be treated mm-hmm. like royalty yeah in this particular industry but i didn't realize that so now when i start to see that, that it's it's not about just connecting with those people but figuring out the decision makers figuring out people along the way that can help you know, that you can help along the way, whether it's your music that's helping them or whatever yeah. it is, those people are the ones. It's, it wasn't the best rapper in the area that got me to submitting beats off to, you know, rappers I wanted to work with. It was the rapper that was, quote unquote, not so good lyrically, but was ready to pay. Yeah. That's the guy that gets in the rooms because yeah. people respect the fact that he he pays for what he wants. He'll go in there and pay early, grease the wheels to make sure that you do good work. Yeah. That's his mentality. So he gets in places that the most talented artists don't get into. When I saw mm. that, I was like, you know what? I need to do the same thing my mom did when I was coming up. Like when we would go uh, in downtown LA and no matter what somebody's uh, you know racial background was, no matter if they could speak English or not, she treated them like royalty. Like she treated them like the VIP person in VIP got treated just as good as a person that owns the building yeah. in her book. Then I started doing that. That started getting me to the right people and then realizing, once again, going back to the topic at hand, is that you're playing a different game. Most people don't operate like that. Mm. So when you realize you're playing a different game, you can't be you can't be angry when somebody scores a touchdown when you're up here shooting jumpers. That's not this is this different sports. We're not in the same game. So yeah. when I realize that what I'm doing right now is literally trailblazing an opportunity so that when when rappers who are 23, 24, you now have another stream of income thanks to the work that we are all doing right now. Yeah. From from even even the the the, the podcasting to even doing the uh the, the YouTube. Now yeah. somebody coming up, it doesn't sound so ridiculous for somebody to tell their 24-year-old father, I want to I you know, I want to start a YouTube mm-hmm. channel and I want to make money like that. Yeah. Cuz now the father can say Oh yeah, Curtis King did this, and um, you know this person. Like they have a, they have something to go off of. I, I just had a friend call me about his daughter. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like Curtis, like 13 year old daughter, he man. wanted some heads up on because that's what she wants to do as a career. And and mm-hmm. it's possible now. Mm-hmm. 15 years ago, when I t- talked to my dad, who had a doctor 
you know, doc degree that I wanted to make beats on a PlayStation and make a living at that, it sounded utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? It was absurd. Mean? It was absurd. Yeah. Now, even as time has gone on, like the same pops that was like, I don't know about that, is the same one invited me into his 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 college classrooms to speak about yeah. my journey. Yeah. That full circle, I was like, you know what? That's what it's truly about, is that if you can find something that's worthwhile, something that comes easy to you but more difficult to others, that's the first thing. Second thing, something you would do and do it for free, that's the second thing. Third thing is something that actually gives value to people around you, you found your God-given purpose. Yeah, yeah. After that, turn it up and keep going because what's going to happen is you'll, you'll have so much work in front of you. If, you. if you establish yourself as a problem solver, you will always have an opportunity to generate income. No matter what you're doing, if you're a problem solver, people will come find you, and you have to turn money away. Yeah, you know what I think. Most people out here are they, they're, they're problem starters. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, problem yeah. starters, and they're not looking for what I can do for the next. Are person. there problem finders? Problem we have finders so many too. Of yeah, those yeah. Oh. People just looking to be offended, looking for things to, you know, the. Well, I mean, how do we reckon? Like, especially like in the hip hop culture, right, right. where we've created. The professional hater is a job, sure, right? And our and we probably push it up more, only second to like pop culture, mm-hmm. right? Which we are pretty much pop culture now. Hip hop talks yeah. about haters more than any other community I have ever absolutely, navigated. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's so just the favorite topic of discussion, right? And we and, can all grab to it immediately. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. a hater. <laughs> yeah, and, and we've and now. We're in this time where people, just like the, the little girl who watches, you know, Kurtzpirations and goes, hey, I want to do that. Right. There's also some little girl somewhere that watches um, Joe Budden and goes, man, he kind of hates on certain things. I want right. to hate on certain things, right. but I don't have that knowledge, but right. I'm going to put it out anyways. Right. Because I can put it out just like Joe mm-hmm. Budden's putting it out. Mm-hmm. And my information is all like, I mean, how do you see this working it, itself out. I don't think it needs to be rectified. Yeah. I think that it's 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 necessary for the ecosystem. Gotcha. Mm. I think that 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 we don't appreciate the people who give constructive criticism unless we have somebody that's just a full blown hater and doesn't know what the hell they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You appreciate this person even more. Yeah. So I think that you know if ever, I, I don't. The thing is, I think that for the longest, I didn't realize I wanted this, and then when I realized I wanted it, I didn't want it anymore, which was. I wanted people to be more like me. Mm, that's one. That's a big one. I don't that's want that. Like I, yeah. and, and, and when you get older, you start to realize, like, you don't, how boring would no, this world be? don't want that. If I was surrounded by a bunch of me's. Right. And I think I'm okay. I think I'm, I'm pretty cool, but, but I wouldn't want a bunch of me's around. I need that guy that I call and I play him something. He said, this is trash. Yeah. Just like I need the other person that listens to this and says, it's got a nice beat to it. Another yeah. person that says, you know what? If you tweak this and tweak this, I think you'll really get the vision forward. I need that whole balance. Mm-hmm. So I think all these people, I, don't think, I think that's a, that was a problem too, is that I thought, okay, we got to get these people out of the culture for, for the preservation of it. No, the preservation of it occurs when you have opposing viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now that I look at it from that, from that perspective, I'm like, okay, so then how can we get the quality of these positions to be even better. Yeah. Because as long as the conversation is there, as long as the passion is there behind it, once the passion is gone, it's not, the ecosystem is, is dead. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, so it's either the beginning or it's the end. And when I see like, now we're talking about a hater, not just being a guy at the show who puts his thumbs down and says, boo, a hater yeah. now is, you know, a rapper who had a successful career uh, uh, independently and then goes to, you know, one of the biggest online yeah. publications 
now we're talking about bigger quality problems and then turns around and gets an offer from Revo TV. Yeah. Like, these are better quality problems. Even if yeah. you're not a fan of him for the entire, the big picture, I look at that and say, that's good because now that means that people are still passionate, still care, yeah. and that we can evolve this into something else. And the opportunities are growing. The opportunities right? are growing. And then even, here's the thing about it, by seeing somebody like a Joe Button do what he did, it now turns the 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 responsibility upon the viewer, the seven-year-old viewer, the 14-year-old viewer. He may say, you know what? I like what Joe Buttons was doing by basically like, you know, calling out people in the mm -hmm. industry. But if I were to do it, I would do it this way. Right. I, we, we need a baseline to keep evolving. It, right? it, somebody's got to somebody's got to be vanillaized first. Yeah. Yeah. So then now we can bring, you know, forth, you know, the, the music that that is now a part of the mainstream that I, we respect. Dude, I can I can make a direct tie. Check this out. Okay. I can make a direct tie from Kanye to Little Yachty to Vanilla Ice. Oh, sure. Like, right? You can see that, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And and so I definitely understand, like, like Arash, one of the things that, that we've been talking about a lot today is just how much of a transition period this is we're going through right now. Right. Across the board. Right. Right? And we have a lot of people, you know, we have a lot of people that go, hey, it's cyclical. It just comes around again, blah, blah, blah. And it does. Mm -hmm. There's things do go back and forth. However, the state of being right now is something that we haven't seen in our like for our um, our human history. Right. The state of being is we're looking at we're finding new ways to exist yeah. in people's lives. Right. 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 Um, in very meaningful ways. Mm -hmm. My mom cried over a Facebook video. Mm. These are things that are touching people at their at their souls. Yeah. So, and not all of them have negative repercussions, mm -hmm. right? Like the it, we it used to be like we're taking too much in on our screens. It comes to find out that our minds are starting to learn faster, right? Because of the screens, <laughs> because of the, the right? So there's all right. these different things, right? But we are in a confusing time. Yeah, I keep hearing, like mm -hmm. I'm seeing all these videos. Uh, I keep hearing all this messaging about like spending too much time on YouTube and going down the rabbit hole and this and that. I'm listening to YouTube all day long, and right. I'm like, it has only made my life. Oh my god, better! The list but of see, ways and, that my life's gotten better, and you've made the decision though, mm -hmm. and you made the decision of, of what did you want to, what, what, the, what the quality of that rabbit hole would be. It, yeah. no, no, you, spot on, because yeah. YouTube takes whatever you feed it and Absolutely. takes you it's down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, if these algorithms, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. If if you show the slightest bit of interest in like. Trump supporters, just out of curiosity, mm -hmm. YouTube decides you must be crazy as fuck and just like takes you down the rabbit hole. You guys want to hear sure. a crazy you purposely one? Purposely have to keep bringing it back. <laughs> you guys want to hear a crazy one that I think you both can like. This is something that we've always kind of thought, right? This is currently right. happening. I'm going to send you a screenshot the next time it happens to me. Okay. Huh. I'm I'm with um, Eddie the other day. We stopped mm. to have lunch after coming back from LA. There's like a little kombucha machine in the bar. Okay. And so I'm explaining to him what it is. He's never had it. And he's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I should have that, right? For the next four days, and I showed him each four days. You saw ads. Instagram for kombucha. <laughs> Dude, I didn't look it up. I didn't say <laughs> Yeah. It just. Oh, it hurt it. Yeah. So, yeah. so know that. Yeah. if it's happening at that level, right? Let me ask you something. It's, it's so hard for me. And I know you guys deal with, you deal with yeah, people like this yeah. in your own, in your own organizations and stuff like that. You know, right. the, um, 
there there does seem like a denial though for a lot of people that it's happening. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like because it's happened you know, so gradually. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask something though. Why is YouTube adamant that I am really, really interested in step up high water? I don't know, man. <laughs> what about what, my what is, profile? What is it? Yeah. It's the newest sequel to Step Up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dancing. Step Up High Water. Music. It doesn't get them all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, right. like it's so getting close. Right. No, but it's like aggressive. Like it keeps showing up on the top of my screen. It's a, Maybe like, you should well, see it and find out. Well, sometimes. That'd it, be scary, right? Like you bizarre. watch it and you're like, it's like the I'm most, so like, into it. It's right. so incredible. <laughs> no, no, but here's a, here's the second part of that too, mm -hmm. is that. It's not so much your interest in that. It's so much their interest in your, your it's their interest in what you're interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have to watch that step up ad to watch your videos that you want to see. Yeah, we got you either way. There's still got to be some marketing and some advertisement yeah, involved yeah. in it. But a, the majority of it is, you know, say, for instance, if they gave you that ad four or five times before your content actually started. Then you might just log off entirely. Right. You'll take a 10 second ad of something you don't like, turn the phone the other way. Mm -hmm. I pay for YouTube Red mm -hmm. so that I don't have to do yeah, that. I same thing here. Did. Yeah, same I did. I love here. YouTube Red, by same, the way. Yeah, same thing here. But yeah. I, I feel like the, the, the algorithm. The algorithm exposes to us who we are because yeah, their yeah. only job, people want to say how evil they are and how, you know, mastermind. Look, their only job is to keep you on the website longer yeah. right. in front of the advertisements right. so that they in turn make more money and can build these companies. If that's yeah. the goal, yeah. we are our own monsters. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. there was a time period where, you know, I, I like back when it was it was really prevalent in terms of um, at least videos, like when all the police shootings were going down and it was, you know, unarmed black men, that's all I saw in my timeline. And it came times where it was like the video will be halfway through the video right when he gets shot. And it's like, I can't even like look past it. But they do that because they know I, when they come, when they're looking at the, 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 the seconds that I spend on every post, every post, every post, even the posts that yeah. say rest in peace to somebody. And I see like four or five people that I know yeah. who know this person. Now, the next time I get on Facebook, guess what? Guaranteed within that first five posts, is going to be an RIP post. Yeah. Now, my mind goes to work and says, man, more people are dying around me. Yeah. Am I next? Yes. That's <laughs> literally <laughs> happening to my mom right now. Yeah. And it's and we, I actually sat her down and we I talked to her about that whole algorithm thing. Right. And she's like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> she's like, yeah. yeah. She's like, because I actually started doing it. And she's like, wait, mm -hmm. not... There's not a lot of people yeah. dying right yeah. now, but but you know what the original yeah, it's the least amount of people dying uh -huh. in like human history. <laughs> yeah, but you know what the original algorithm was? What the news? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Because they that's could they, they could tell when when you were the most interested. That's why in that first ten minutes they're hammering at your every insecurity about yeah, living yeah. in the neighborhood that you live in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like that's why absolutely. like I, I would have my my buddy's grandmother would be like. She didn't want us to leave the uh, the apartment after watching the first ten minutes of news. Yeah, why? Because everything is because death is waiting for you. Death is waiting for you out <laughs> in these streets. Yeah, and so that was the original algorithm. Now they've just found a way to like. like it, it, it feels like a Twilight Zone episode mm -hmm. in that everybody's focused on like this huge, you know, demonic force that is just has it's our a Black doom. Mirror episode. <laughs> it's a Black Mirror episode, yeah. but in all actuality, it's like we are, we, they don't have to do half the right. work that you think these people are yeah, because yeah, yeah. we do most of the work ourselves. Yeah. Even like the, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. Sure, but I was sure like, even when there was a time in hip hop where, you know, they were up in arms about everything rappers did from the violence in the music to what they were wearing, sagging their pants, and it was going to Congress. They don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, right, There's right. an entire, you know, a group of, of whatever on the Internet right now who will get offended before them yeah. and censor each other. We're censoring yeah. each other yeah. before it becomes law. Right, right. Dude, what you're describing, like, I, I feel like 
it's the same old human argument because yep. like remember when we were kids it, it was the TV yeah, it was yeah. like uh, you're just you're letting the, the TV be your kid's babysitter yeah, you're not spending yeah. enough time with your child and they're developing you can't even get a kid behavior. to watch TV anymore yeah, you're developing, <laughs> <laughs> right? they, they don't even want to watch TV you're developing antisocial behavior as a result of what, doing nothing but like being addicted to technology basically yeah. Yeah. now it's the same thing ultimately you are still the master of your own domain mm -hmm. and we yes it's important to have the discussion so we're aware of it but the problem if I had to point at something and say it's a problem with 2018 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that instead of looking at what's happening in the world and going wow how magnificent is it that we have all this technology oh, yeah, let's our work better on is, ourselves yeah. our default mode is look how they're lying to us and they're fucking yeah. with us and the, yeah. it's all their fault right. you know like this thing that exists which is like right. it's insane it's probably Probably though, again, mm -hmm. like we talked with Noah about like the Me Too stuff, mm -hmm. and we talked. I think all of this still fits into the. It's messy right now because things are changing, sure, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Like, because I, I, this is going to work it itself is. out. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it has um, to. Has yeah, because yeah, it always has. Yeah, yeah. For all the people that are complaining, going how horrible, it always has. Yeah. done this. Here's here's yeah. something actually that's been on my mind a lot. Okay, when you were talking about the news, mm -hmm. Russia Doomsday Machine. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. got seventeen wheels. It's really weird. It does. Yeah, seventeen. Are you shitting me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, some intel. Yeah, yeah. No, I have no intel. Uh, the uh, uh, news specifically recently, mm. I've been like learning more about Ted Turner's life. Okay. I spent a lot of time like paying attention to like people who I respect yeah, and admire, sure. and, like get to know them. Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted was um, was the founder of the twenty four hour news cycle. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, you know one thing that I keep going back to in all these life lessons is that it seems like no matter what you do, no matter how well-meaning you are, no matter how good of a person you are, give it a few generations and it goes evil somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no matter what the intention are, because that, yeah. and I think that's what human beings now are becoming so, why they're more focused on their being offended because they want somebody else to blame for how evil how evil at the core yeah, we they are. start to display that we are we, and we, we display ourselves as they, they don't want the, the thing is it has to be somebody else's yeah. fault yeah. And, and see that goes back to earlier yeah. we're talking about yeah. in these interactions with with other creatives right you know because you would think the creative community nobody understands is like other creatives right 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 but in that we turn, can somehow transcend these but in normal terms, people things it's interesting but, yeah, because like <laughs> there's a lot more discussion these days about yeah. the 24-hour news cycle and about how badly it has fucked us as a, mm -hmm. as a culture mm -hmm. but i don't hear anybody bringing up the fact that ted turner invented that yeah because ted's one of our guys Hmm. He's like he's focused on preservation. He's yeah. legitimately a good human being who wants to do good for the world. He made WCW. Nobody's bringing that up. Hmm? He made WCW. He did make WCW. That's one of the greatest inventions. I, you of all can't. The thing is, you can't be angry at these individuals for creating something that that exposes yeah. the monster in you. I mean, how many people have died in Jesus' name? You know, yeah, yeah, no matter yeah, where you yeah, go. Yeah, Can, okay, yeah, like yeah. I was talking to, I was telling you about that that girl I met from um, Argentina, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking to her about different things. And uh, Michael Jackson came up in a conversation, mm -hmm. right? And I was saying, um, man, it's fucked up how, like, you know, like how they did. I just, I think I said something like, man, you know, like how they did Michael Jackson. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, she didn't understand the concept. And so I had to break down to her, like, yeah, here in America, sometimes. We like to watch the fall. It's mm -hmm. like a big thing. It garners a lot of media. People love to see people fall out from glory. Mm -hmm. On top of that, there is also an idea and a population of people that believe that um, people become targets of mm -hmm. more powerful people right. in America. Right. And she was just like, 
what? Like, wait, so she's like, explain to me how this de- deals with oh, Michael she, Jackson. This was, this was a new thing to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was totally new to her. Oh. And she and she was just like, wait, how the does conspiracy that? Theory, yeah. She's like, I thought you you guys didn't like Michael Jackson because like of the way he danced or whatever. No, I was like, no, that's, we loved him because of that. that part, yeah. The way he danced? Yeah, yeah, because she <laughs> thought we went like, um... She thought we didn't like him because he wasn't she, masculine or something? Yes. Right? That that was the, the key because no one had ever explained to her. She just kind yeah. of put it together herself and was like, wow. oh, okay. He's not that masculine. Maybe that's right. why they hate him. And, and right? And Who then I, and I started telling her all about, you know, like the case and how, you know, I mean, he actually has never been charged with anything, period. Right. right. And yes, in our country, we have a history of people being targets, right? Mm-hmm. And that and that feeds into conspiracy right mm-hmm. where people will tend to always feel like they're because that's part of our cultural thing mm-hmm. right jfk is probably one of the monumental moments in our t- history we and we still don't know what happened right yeah. we don't know who the fuck well, we don't have no idea what happened but we tend to fill in that story on in our culture a lot mm-hmm. like your target mm-hmm. this is why because i have all these examples of People who are doing whatever you deem to be good or important, right, right. and then people wanting to destroy you for it, right? Mm. Um, on one side, it's a competition, envy, all these things seem to have played a very important role in our development, mm. right, as human beings. They are things that are bred into us. Right. We are coming to the realization of that. That, you know what, we're a little bit more complex. There are these things that are, especially with the Me Too thing, right? Like right. We're, we're talking about the socialization of women and men throughout history. Mm-hmm. And you, like you were saying, Arash, it's not just, we're not just talking about like the 50s. Mm-hmm. You're talking about since the beginning of time. Yeah. That shit is very deep-seated issues. This is going to be a very rocky time because we're simply become, we're simply bringing in our awareness to that this, Finally, right? Right. To these, like these yeah. conversations that we're having right now mm-hmm. is becoming less and less of a, it's fuck. Yeah, it, it's becoming less and less of a rarity. Right. Right. right? These right. conversations, you can rattle off a bunch of friends who listen to a bunch of podcasts yeah. where they're taking in a bunch of information. Right. So I think, again, what we're seeing, and, and I agree with you with the internet, I think the internet, it's a, a mirror. It, it tends to mirror your movements and then increase. As it goes, right? Because it's always going to increase. Right. The increase thing is there forever, people. Yeah, by the yeah. way, just always factor that in. Uh, Everything I, I is increasing. Like that. When yeah. I'm interested in a new subject, I look up two or three videos, and I trust that YouTube is going to start feeding me with that information. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Dude, it's great. I said this the other day. My Instagram ads are amazing. Uh, they, re- I like all the shit they said. I'm like, kombucha? this is fucking awesome. But see, I think yeah. that's a better gauge mm-hmm. now. Yeah. When you're seeing the algorithm become a mirror of your new habits, like now when I look at my my YouTube feed, I no longer see like you know uh, a rapper gets jumped by four crew, <laughs> crew. Yeah, yeah. like and that used to be like world yeah. star videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I look and see you know uh, uh, an unseen speech by Les Brown. Yeah, right. you know yeah. one hour power talk with with with, with they have uh, enough Tony information Robbins. now. Now I'm looking at it, I'm like you know what I'm doing well now. I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not the thing is. Here's something I always You're also I'll, making it a point to do that. I'm making a You're point making to do a that. point to download that kind of information into your brain. But you know what really got me with that was uh, you know, when, when I heard a Les Brown talk where he says that when we wake up, when we first wake up, our brain moves at 10.5 wave cycles a second, meaning that anything that we take in, we're a lot more receptive of what we're taking in mm. at that point in time. Our mm. brain just grabs on the stuff at cr- crazy pace, right? So because of that, if you choose to look at social media as the first thing you do during the day, 
So you go on Twitter and then you look and happen to catch one of somebody that, you know, is a friend of yours that says, maybe not even a friend of yours, but they, they just say, you know what, today is pretty shitty already. It could be 7 a.m., right, 6 a.m. Right. You, you don't automatically go into that mode, but literally what you consume starts to determine the mood of that day yeah. or at least starts to structure the mood of that day. You wake up, you uh, walk past the bed, you stub your toe. Still not a shitty day. You go to the, to the, to the kitchen, you'll pour your cereal and there's no more milk. Still not a shitty day. You get on the road and you start driving and two cars cut you off. Then it starts to kind of start, you know, giving, providing the evidence that mm -hmm. this might be a shitty day. <laughs> then you get to work and realize that, you know, somebody has blamed you for the, for the, for the, 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 the mess up of somebody else. Yeah. Now, before it's even 12, it's already a shitty day. And what do we do at, at lunchtime to, to satisfy our shitty day? Go right back to the machine that yeah. has produced the idea yeah. that it's a shitty day. Yeah. <laughs> so when I looked at it like that and I said, okay, if that's like the normal person's, you know, sort of regimen, what is my regimen and what am I doing? Me having more free time by, you know, having a business of my own actually makes me more susceptible to this kind of mindset yes. because I'm, I'm, I'm consuming, I'm seeing more stuff. So if I'm, if I'm not, if I'm not, like you said, actively, uh, uh, sort of, uh, actively sort of figuring out what I want to actually right. watch. If sculpting I'm not your life. Sculpting yeah. my life, sculpting mm -hmm. the things that come into my brain, even yeah. like the, the people that I'm around. Like these, these conversations are so mm -hmm. rewarding. That's why when I get the text about doing a podcast, yeah. it's, it's not even a question. Yeah. Because I know these, these are, I'm going to walk away with something here. Yeah. But how many times do we consume conversations, you know, either because we've convinced ourselves that this is necessary or we have to do this in order to, to get what we want, something we want to get. How many times do we consume that and that becomes a part of our diet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like the person that says, okay, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. But every once in a while, I like to have... Yeah. You know, yeah, milkshake yeah. or whatnot, a large milkshake. And it's like right. you are you, you are creating this confusion within which you are ultimately trying yeah. to grow. The, the, you the can't diet, blame anybody for yeah. that. The diet is the perfect description. Because mm. at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're taking in information the same way you take any other energy. Right. And like, yeah, milkshake, you know, on the weekend, I like to have a sure, milkshake. Sure, I do like, too. Like, Even though I'm lactose way. intolerant. But I'll, I'll, look up, I'll look up a video like that. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, I mean, like on my blogs, for example, mm -hmm. I, yeah. have, I have one blog subscription to um, Crazy Days and Nights, which is like an entertainment lawyer. Like, it's like Oh, gossip, yeah, yeah. That's a gossip, gossip blog. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have one of those. And I Honestly, check it every once in a while. I'm like, it's just kind of interesting to read. It's every entertainment once in a while. at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if all I'm reading was like People Magazine and oh, like yeah. gossip bullshit and Inquirer, yeah. then that's just filling yourself up with garbage, and that's all you're seeing. Now imagine that, plus a generation of rappers that live and die by the book Forty Eight Laws of Power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I see when I see that, like I. It's crazy. I remember. I remember going on the road with. with Shout out to Kali, by the way. I know he's laughing right now. Yeah, just had this conversation. That book is like like people don't realize. You have to understand that at the heart of that book was a bitter author who was angry that his 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 particular um, you know ideas for movies were not being picked up. Yeah. He was yeah. angry and he made this book out of anger. This is why Mastery came because yeah. Mastery was sort of his answer. Like no no no, yeah. it's yeah. not all evil. Like you yeah. have to actually master your craft. He made that in response to 48 Laws. And yeah. it, was, it was almost satirical to some extent, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was. And, and there's certain things that you, like, even when you look at, like, when you listen to the audiobook, I remember, like, I used to listen to the audiobook, and, 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 and my ex would be like, You're turning just as evil as this audiobook. What are you listening to? It's like yeah, devil yeah, yeah. stuff. And I'm like, No, but I can see how you feel that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what I realized, and I was going to give the example, like, you know, me, Noah, and, and Lisa, and, and my homie Austin, a few other friends. We're, we're in the car driving to, to South by Southwest a few years ago, listening to this audiobook, and 
it, it's so hard not to have the feeling of, wait a minute, are one of my friends doing this to me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it may be all completely facade. It is very set up to do that. But yeah. that's the point of it. The point right. of it is, it. I feel like it was... Like it's say, like the was, secret. Like the secret. But, right. And, and yeah, that's... No, that's, I'm, that's I'm not other, saying that they're know. the same subjects, but they're written in a way for you to be able to go, to apply it very simply to whatever mm. mood you're in. Yeah. Right? We know the secret is way more complex sure. than... The secret. Just attracting. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I want that. And it, well, no, there's work and a bunch of shit, right? Right. Well, with his, like, with that thing, the 48 Laws of Power, and it's it's so funny because uh, the reason I was telling, well, I said Kali because we were talking about the, how it's getting more rare, but I remember a time when it would pop up, mm -hmm. like, almost every conversation. I'd be like, wait, right. are you... Are you are you running? Brian. Are you running the Forty Eight Laws of Power? I mean, right, right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you really are you reciting some shit? Yeah, back like to this me is literally. This and there yeah. were so many rappers doing it, and they were doing it in a way where there was literally no empathy factored into it at all. It was just like step on a throat, mm -hmm, step dude. on a back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like it doesn't matter what happens around me. It's not going to affect me, dude. Internalizing all those lessons mm -hmm. is like. It's very similar to that same thing that existed in hip hop about like watching the gangster movies, mm -hmm. right. the, the the mafia, like right. the whole mafia lifestyle, and like not seeing that these are all unhappy endings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every single one of those stories, like, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. These are all like, terrible. Before you yeah. take this on, you miss. sure you want this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, don't just take the highlights of this situation. Yeah. That's what I looked at. I was like, well, these all ended very badly. But he was, he 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 framed it in a way that I was like. I'm not telling you to do this, but I'm telling you this is how you attain this level. Yeah, power. yeah, right. So right, he got right. to wash his hands with it. But when I, to me, it seemed like the most dangerous thing to happen to anybody—not just rappers—but when somebody gets knowledge that they feel empowers them, but they have no context. Right. That's Very the most dangerous, dangerous thing because yeah. then you start kind of, you know, pushing right. off this new momentum, this new uh, uh, motivation that you have from something that you have no idea where it came from. Oh. I give you an example. There's a, and this is the opposite direction of it, but. There was a time, and I read, wrote about it in my book, is that there was a time where, you know, I had been, like, in extreme poverty. I was living with the homie Jinx. We were all living in, in, in some bad, you know, circumstances. But, uh, you know, I had been making a crazy amount of beats for a rapper, and he decided that he wasn't going to do the, do the project anymore um, because of some label stuff. And it ended up being, like, 80 beats in three months. I put all my hope into this project changing my life. My car, my car got repoed. A bunch of stuff happened. I happened to come across a Facebook article, and at the time, you know, the, 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 this song that was on YouTube was like a viral video called Friday by Rebecca Black, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I had been listen, like watching it as entertainment and laughing about it with like yeah. Noah and all yeah. of them, and, and I had been listening to it a lot, because anytime they would talk to me and say something crazy, I would just play it and be like, you know, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to this. Yeah. Then I came across a, a Facebook article that basically said that people were listening to this song, and uh, it had demonic messaging within it that caused them to commit suicide. <laughs> what? I was hold on. I yeah. was so susceptible at that moment to any kind of article like that that I was convinced I was going to be the next one. <laughs> as ridiculous as it sounds, I was fully oh, sorry. I, no no, you're good. You're good. I can laugh <laughs> about it you now. You might kill yourself? I, I, I was convinced I got it was up telling of, you to kill yourself. In the book I'll tell yeah. you in the book like I got up and I started reading like the article and then they were so spot on with like you know, it's this part that you must read into because it suggests something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this person, you know, they gave examples of people who actually committed suicide after it. And then I told myself, I said, I'm no better than them. And mm -hmm. I'm in this. Why not me? And so I got up and literally like 
It was like one of the most, like one of the most lowest moments of my life. And I got to the point where I was convinced. I got up, I opened the door, and I was getting ready to jump off of the second story. I was getting ready to jump out of the apartment that I was living in. From Rebecca Black. From from that story, from reading it, from the from the the amount of stress, the amount of ing- I was having a nervous breakdown. Okay, okay, right. literally. And so yeah. it, uh, I was having wow. a nervous breakdown. Didn't realize having having a nervous wow. breakdown. And then a day later, Fame Kills tells me, "Oh man, you know that article was from the Onion, right?" I didn't oh, tell him the situation. Oh, wow. I didn't tell him the situation, but I was like, yeah, man, I, I read this article. Man, it's kind of crazy. I, I stopped playing the song. He was like, well, you know that was like a fictional article, wow. but it was so real to wow. me. It sounds ridiculous now, no, but it was so no, it real doesn't. to me. It shows the yeah. power of creating your reality. Yeah. And so I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the yeah. flip side of somebody who takes in 48 laws at a time when they're, they need something to latch on to. Yeah. They need it because they feel powerless. Yeah. So yeah. you get that and you're like, Okay, I'm getting ready to show my job, everybody here, that I'm I'm not to be reckoned with, and you ignore the content, the context yeah, of this. Yeah, Had yeah. I known that was a fictional uh, article from like an Onion, I, and it's funny because I kind of knew about Onion.com already because was sort of a new media yeah, that was coming yeah. up. It's like fictional articles, but I, I I was so vulnerable at that moment and so weak. Uh, spiritually and mentally at that time that I was willing to give in right. to it. And you were already weakened from oh, we, uh, from like a, a weekend of partying. So when the virus, the cold virus showed up, oh, it, it was ready. right into your system. It was ready. And then yeah. the only, literally the only thing that stopped me, and immediately got sick. And the only thing that stopped me, and as long, it, it, this is the only movie moment of the book, is that literally I had been pacing the room so fast that it was a picture of my youngest sister that didn't have a frame. It was just sitting on top of the laptop. And, um, as I'm pacing back and I got tears rolling down my eyes, the picture floats down very conveniently <laughs> wow. and then lands up on her face. And it's almost like the way she looked in the camera, she was looking in my face. And I just closed the door and I slept for the next five or six hours. I was sleep deprived. Wow. I was depressed. I was wow. I was stressed out. But see, that's what I'm saying is is that is the power of getting information and having no context, getting information and getting so round up about it. And you haven't done your research. You think yeah. this is the way to go because I don't have any other answers. I'm sorry, Curtis. I got to say, I think the real lesson from the story is more all the other stuff that you're bringing up. Right. Your physical weakness, the sleep right. deprivation, the other stuff. The, the the context True. of the information was like a straw that broke the camel's back. That was that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You, that, you do need to focus on what that is. But I'm saying some, there's people who are out here walking around right now who have no idea they're weakened yeah. until yeah, yeah, right. something like no, that happens. This is because look earlier. Yeah. For, I'll give you an example. Uh, earlier when you guys were we were talking about like um, like the hater topic. Right. <laughs> One of the so a few years ago when I was in my darkest place mm-hmm. um, and I just gone back into therapy. It was after I broke up my ex. Mm-hmm. I remember I was like telling my therapist like that I was so irritated by all these fucking chipper people in my office. They walk in, they're so fucking happy all the time, and they're everything's so perfect, and they're all smiling and laughing, and I'm fucking stuck there. Right. And my my therapist, uh, he's this younger dude, uh, Turkish dude named Erkut. He looks at me. He's like, mm, no, I think what you're describing is one person. <laughs> wow. <laughs> without without missing a beat, by the way, without even waiting to hear yeah. more. He's like, yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's everybody. You're, I think you're describing one, one person. person. And, wow. and I thought about it, and we went back and forth. I'm like, you're right. I am describing one person. Yeah. <laughs> because like there is this. What happens is when we are, um, when our bodies are weakened, when we have uh, we have taken on bad habits. We're, mm-hmm. we're not eating well. Mm-hmm. We're not sleeping. Um, we are not putting the right kind of physical energy into our bodies. Right. We become weak. We become susceptible. And where the brain seems to go is it immediately goes towards making you the other. Makes everybody else unified against mm-hmm. you. 
And so I've seen this multiple times. And I've, 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 since I learned this, I've been able to have this conversation with a lot of like friends when they talk about like, God, everybody in the group fucking hates me and they're talking yeah, shit about me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, like, no, I don't think it's everybody. It's just one person. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> even maybe, one person, yeah. by the way. It might just be you. Yeah. Might just be, yeah. <laughs> there are seven people with Having seven very different yeah. motivations, with different thought processes. Right. Everybody's worried about their own thing. Trust me, they're not yeah. that worried about you. It's like the whole noticing when you fall thing. Remember we talked about that? Noticing what? When you're walking down the street and you trip and you you're embarrassed because yeah, you think everybody yeah. saw you. Nobody the reality is nobody. No, yeah. nobody maybe one person. Yeah, maybe yeah. and it was like that. They're just like, oh, someone fell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, your our our minds will very easily become susceptible when we're not putting the right energy into it. Right. Again, like reaching a little bit further. Even look at the, the Trump voter base, mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the guys that we know here in like. You know, in, in like uh, the California towns, yeah, that are that are more like political, <laughs> yeah. detached or whatever. Like right. there's like there's like a big large voter base of his, for example, that are like super poor and they're like they're not eating well. Mm -hmm. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of things about their general energy mm. where they are more susceptible to the kind of information right. that, that, that their like, daily Trump concerns are yeah. way more stressful. Yeah. We yeah. we here we eat healthy, we eat organic, we have yoga, we right. live next to the ocean. Like there's all this <laughs> got a shit. sprouts. Yeah, you can work out. <laughs> First of all, all yeah. this stuff affects you. You yeah. work out. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you have time. Yeah. to literally That's work privilege. on your body and, and think about what you're doing. Dedicate energy yeah, that yeah. would have been put somewhere else because you have nowhere else to put it. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, dude Hip-Hop oh. Eddie, our manager, um, mm -hmm. he was describing to me like for a while when he was living down in TJ. Remember, like that oh, was like a yeah. dark yeah, time yeah. He said him. he could literally feel the dark. Yeah. Like this darkness go over his, wow. himself. And he's like, I would get super angry and yeah. Yeah. Crying, you know. Like the one story he was giving this example, mm -hmm. he's like, he's walking to the car and he's like, it probably wasn't a big deal. But he, he was walking to his car and he had his groceries and his hands weren't free and some mm -hmm. guy was like kind of walking up behind him and he had this moment where he started to think like, is this dude about to stick me up? Right. And it turned out it wasn't. The dude was just minding his own business, yeah. shuffling by. It's a packed town. Right. But it is a concern that existed in the back of his head and he's like, that concern's in the back of your head all the time. And it affects you all, day. all the time. What you focus on becomes yeah. reality. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I was thinking this the past week. This this past week when I had this migraine for a couple of days, where it's like mm -hmm. this ice pick headache. Mm -hmm. And I meditate regularly, so like usually I can bring in the meditative practice. But with the ice right. pick headache, you can't stop it. It's yeah. just like stab. Yeah, stab. yeah. I know those very yeah. well. <laughs> that fucks with your whole day. Yeah, yeah. My productivity that you do. is fucked. I couldn't mm -hmm. focus for like the next three days. That domino affected. It domino affected into negative thoughts about like my relationship. Yeah. It negative thoughts about like just like. I can't focus. I feel defeated. It was like three, four days. Like I had all this work at, at work that was like fucking me up more. Yeah. But like it, it domino effects. Right. Just these little bit of physical things. Like when you, when we, we are truly privileged and blessed here in Southern California. Uh, I know not all of our listeners are here, but like we are definitely privileged in, in our access. Sure. Uh, to a lot of like self care. Mm -hmm. Right. But mm -hmm. not everybody in the world has that. And that does nah. affect the way that you behave. And it affects the reality that you manifest for yourself. And what you're saying right there, the, the way that you beautifully articulated that, that is the foundation of the work that I do on YouTube. Yeah, that's, that's why, fair. like, one comment to the one thing that I felt like I don't mind being a pioneer of. Like, if somebody's like, oh, you pioneer with the YouTube, I immediately go to, like, no, I saw other YouTuber guys that were in mm -hmm. Philadelphia that were kind of doing something similar, but I felt like I had something different to offer. Yeah. yeah. The real core of that is that. We gloss. We, we just glance over uh, the the subject of mental health mm -hmm. when it comes to hip hop. 
and we for know sure. it's an issue. Absolutely, we keep seeing sure. it's an issue. We keep seeing nervous breakdowns by people yeah. that we, you know, we we hold up in highlights when they're doing well, but when they're doing bad, it's just almost like that is a major issue. Mental health, and, and also too, mental health is not just people who have nervous breakdown. Mental health is also when you come from an environment of scarcity, right. and you come from an environment where if you have something and I don't, that's mine that you're taking away yeah, from. Absolutely. You put that person in a position of making money. Are in a position to do business with people who don't even understand that ideology. Yeah. They come from abundance. You're already setting them up for failure. Yeah. So then, when I do these videos, these videos are not anti-industry. These videos are pro-independence. Learn these things, and beyond what I'm giving you, because because I, I I always call it the vitamin and the brownie. I got that from evidence. Said it in an article one time. But the vitamin and the brownie is literally the brownie is. I'm going to give you Instagram hacks. Mm. But what mm. I the vitamin I'm giving you really is. Get away from trying to be an Instagram specialist. Right, 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 right. By this vehicle, because that I had a video did that did that last week, and it's like seven thousand views in two days. Yeah, because I know that's what they want. Yeah. But the vitamin of it is, no matter what, you got to do good shit. You got to yeah. do good content. You have right. to make sure that at the end of the day, you focus on being a specialist in your field and not. And, and it's something I heard Gary V say too. But be a specialist in what you are put here, your God given gift. And at the end of the day, don't focus so much on social media that you forget what your gift is right so as i focus on that stuff it becomes easier to have these conversations because they realize like and it's funny when people like if they think like they're these you know uh, uh these massive geniuses when they come through and they said this applies to more than just hip-hop really yeah. <laughs> really because it, 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 it i i saw that <laughs> I, that part i gotta give myself credit for i saw that from the beginning i said how can I make the the the, the literature of, of Tony Robbins and Les Brown cool yeah. to somebody who's mm -hmm. who's in the hip hop? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. By being an, an example first, because they're yeah. not going to care what I'm talking about if I don't look like I'm living it. Right. That's the one thing I do love about hip hop is that our hypersensitivity allows us to vibe with somebody. Right. We use words like vibe. I'm not feeling him. I'm not feeling right. his energy. It allows us to to look at people and say, if 95 percent of our conversations are body language. 5% of it is just words. Right. People are focusing on, you know, every gesture that you're yeah. doing. So if that's the case, I have to literally invest, ingest this information so deeply that it's coming out of my pores. Yeah. So every video, people are like, I can't believe you sit there for 12 minutes and you just come off the top with these ideas. And it's like, I live this. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's I all I'm thinking that's about. That's all I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. about. So, so as I'm giving you this, it's not me. Even like the whole idea of giving, like I, I know that I am giving my time and I'm giving my information. I don't look at it like I'm on this pedestal giving down to people. I look at it like nobody was willing to do this for me. Yeah. But the people who, I shouldn't say nobody, but the people who were willing to do it weren't influential individuals yeah. within the mass you know, umbrella of hip hop. There were people that you know, was, was the guy that was working a nine to five and said, hey, I know you make beats come into my company. We, we do trailers for video games. Yeah. Okay, I'll come in there. Gave me my opportunity to produce for a video game trailer. Yeah. And I didn't have that experience, you know, running around trying to go find where Absol was. Yeah. Running to go find, because they had their own business to tend to. Right. And so I really try to make sure that these artists gain their independence. You know, stop worrying about when somebody's going to show up to your house, like publishing clearinghouse and mm. give you that check that's going to change your life. They're not coming. Right, right, right. Or at right, least right. you got to work like they're never right, coming. Yes. Right. So. That's the, what you're saying, right? That's why I'm glad that you said that and articulated that because that is the, the the foundation of what I do. That's why here I am two years in, I'm almost 600 
fifty something videos. Ooh, wow. And that's not even just my channel. Good wow. God. That's that but that energy, when you're asking like how do you come up with like uh, uh there's a guy named Busy Works TV who's he has a monopoly on FL Studio when it comes to FL Studio tutorials on YouTube. Yeah. Genius dude. I finally got to link up with him this last a, a few weeks weekends ago at a, a seminar he threw. And so I aligned with him and we came out with a deal where he said, can you provide 50 videos doing what you do, but do it on my channel? Yeah. Almost right. like a TV station saying, give us a season. Yeah. Right. And so I said, yeah, I shot off 50 videos in four hours. Wow. It took me a day what? and a half to edit them. That's full day crazy. and a half, but four hours. And I literally had a mountain of t-shirts pulling my t-shirt off. Next one. This is the next day called Coffee with Curtis. If you go look at those, I have the same haircut through every 50 videos. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't change that. Yeah. But, that's amazing. But literally, like, like that's what I'm saying is that when it's bleeding out of you, you don't yeah. worry about the how it's going to come together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's going to figure itself out. The, the, the bigger thing is I was more afraid of having the conversation at the end of the night of what could I have done today. Wow. That's that terrifies me. So I want to know how you wrote the book. Yeah. What's, so what was the process? Why should there? people have this book? Why should no, people no, have this oh, book? No, I want to I want right. to know more about the technical the process. Of it. Like like yeah. Yeah, Stephen King has what the four hours a day thing that he yeah. has. He's, right. He, like, well, if you remember, hours. he was writing this whole thing obviously right. now. Right. During times we've had conversations yeah, yeah. and we weren't talking much about process. it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know about the physical process. So so I made the mistake early on because I never wrote a book before. I made the mistake of just going in and just writing. I got there from finding Forrester. He said, just punch the keys. I said, yeah. He said, just keep writing. Punch, punch the keys. Punch the keys, damn it. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was doing, was punching the keys. And I was yeah. just typing my story out, not really having a structure. It was like, I knew that at the very foundation, I wanted to make a story about how I went from my grandmother's patio to you know having my own business of Curtis King Beats. I didn't know what stories were even relevant to somebody who would want to read it. So then I talked to the publisher's wife who also makes books and she said, try this out. She said, make the table of contents first. Mm, and yeah. I was like, but I don't even know what the table of contents would include. Mm. So then I started going into, she said, well, use something that you learned from your, your years in hip hop that could help bring this story together. So I said, okay, 15 chapters. I'm going to describe the beat making process in 15 chapters. Like just looking at it, yeah, right. Not, yeah. That's not what every chapter is about. But I said, okay, first temple, first uh, uh, chapter is the temple, yeah. Because when you're making a beat, you got to establish the tempo. But guess what? Tempo is also a double entendre for, um, or, or it represents also symbolically the tempo I had to set mentally, yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. go on the road that I was going to go on, yeah. What I like the pace in the beginning, the fact that I went and chose to get MTV Music Generator for PlayStation to make music instead of getting NBA 2K3 like every other kid my age. Yeah. That's the tempo being set. Yeah. Right? right? So the next thing she said is make the table of contents, then get every one of those ideas, those passionate burning ideas that you have at the front of your brain, start ranting on a tape recorder, every single chapter. That's what I did. I did it for like the first six chapters of the, uh, it was like a 13 chapter book. You were just recording it? I just literally was just recording, like I'm talking right uh -huh. now, I was making perspirations on a tape recorder, okay. but there were four like stories that I went through. Or yeah. even like I would talk to somebody who had a better memory of when we first came together. The guy that taught me how to sample was a Chicano rapper. He yeah. taught me how to sample my beats. And, and um, I talked to him on the phone. I was like, man, take me back to that time. What do you remember? And then I record them. I put them on. I recorded, uploaded to my Dropbox. Had this app that records phone conversations. That became part of the rant. So these rants went from being like just off the off the top of my head stories to take these stories. Now, when you have the benefit of sitting in front of this word document, take the meat of these stories and then take 
the bigger lessons from those and really display them in there. Wow. So then now it becomes more of a controlled uh, situation. So now every chapter, I'm not just endlessly talking like I was in the first draft. The first draft, I was just telling a bunch of stories. Yeah. It's like a long Facebook post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so thankfully between the, the publisher's wife and having a great editor, the, the editor is the reason why this sounds like it's not my first book. Um, the editor brought these ideas together. He had me restructure, bring things in. He said, I think this applies more to this. I would like to highlight this. Even, you know, he allowed me to do things like imagine reading a story about, you know, my my first beat battle. Right. And, and I'm telling you how nervous I was and what I was wearing. And then you take your phone out, scan a QR code and you can watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all throughout the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that's what all brought it together. But the the physical process of putting it together was literally make the table of contents mm -hmm. and talk them out, talk the chapters out. Because right. in all actuality, when you sit there, you're typing. You're 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 in the act of being an author. Yeah, you're not telling it how you would with your voice, right? So then when I ran it, I said, "This is what I really wanted to say," but it took me 14 paragraphs to get to just one thing. Wow. That helped tremendously. So how anybody you, wants to write a book, that's the way to go about it. How'd you find it. your editor? Uh, the editor was actually provided by the publisher. So I got approached by the publisher once I made the video, The Biggest Lion Hip Hop. Right. He happened to have a, because he makes a series called The Prosperous Dot Dot Dot. So it's The Prosperous Producer, The Prosperous mm -hmm. uh, okay. Coach. And he wanted me to add The Prosperous Producer to his yeah. series. Uh, he was working with a, with a DJ. Um, uh, he was working with a DJ uh, that was from the UK. She watched the video, shared it with him, and said, I think this guy has a book in him. He contacted me through my website contact form and was like, I think you have a book in you. And I was like, this has got to be like a prank or a troll or one of my subscribers trying to Who's throw me DJ? off. Huh? Who's the DJ? Uh, you know? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I want to say like DJ Lanks or something like that. Uh. But uh, I got to look at the name again because yeah. I just found the contact form when he first hit me up. But the... That was the I'm crazy be London part. in a week. I can go say what's up. Yeah, you should. You should. If you if you can yeah. get in contact with her, that would be amazing. But yeah. she is she's passed the word to the publisher, and then he said, you know, would you be open to having a Skype conversation? And I was like, yeah, sure. Because in my mind, I thought like, I'm not gonna make a book until I'm in my 40s, and then I'll right. just take that as the the end of my you know journey. And uh, the more the more we started talking, the more I realized, you know. The purpose of the series was to do the same thing I was doing in my perspirations. Right. So why not do that in a, in, a, in a way where I can show somebody my story and every single chapter has, here's like the 10 lessons to take from these stories. It's not just me saying, I have such an amazing story. I have to share it. It's, right. it's, this is a story that a lot of producers can relate to. Do not go down these same roads or go, do go down this road a little earlier. Um, but I take you from, you know, the first time I was in the studio with Kendrick Lamar and Absol, the first time, you know, I did a beat battle the first time I made a beat and, in my grandmother's patio, all these stories that that literally shape right, uh, right. what the story is at today. That's super dope, man. Yeah. Uh, the QR code thing. Yeah. <laughs> where did that idea come from? Where did the idea initially come? Because I I wanted to bring it. It might have been the editor who said, you know, we should find a way, an interactive way. I I, I cannot remember. That is such a great idea. But that bring because it, it was funny is that my lady and I were reading the book. Like when I first got my proof copy, yeah. we were reading a book together. It was our first time reading these stories, you know, because we haven't been together a long time, but she hasn't heard all these stories. So as she's hearing these stories, she's like, that's crazy. It'd have been crazy. Like, she said, do you have video footage of that? I said, this is what the QR code is for. 
go to it after you read a story to see it and living like yeah, in front of you. That's amazing. It doesn't matter how bad the quality is. Like there's old videos that uh, you know Lisa used to shoot on her old uh, you know video cam yeah. that are still on YouTube. I'm telling the story and she's like, I would have never known that looking at this video, all these things were going on at the same time. But now watching it, you that's get to amazing. relive it as it goes through. So to me, that's a great reason important. already. Yeah, There's just, a reason right there, people. Just tap into it. That's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh, okay, so you read, so is it for each chapter? Uh, every chapter. It's a QR code pretty much for anything. Like, even like I have, um, when I when I was in going to Orange Coast College, uh, I was in an advertising principles class, and one of our group projects was to make a uh, a campaign for for a zoo that had a dying business, and uh-huh. they wanted to like basically get people excited about going to the zoo. It was in San Diego at that too. Yeah, right. And so it was, was supposed it to be Sea World. No, it's, it might have been for the San Diego Zoo. Yeah, yeah. So like we literally like like. We were giving a project saying that the, the sales are failing. We yeah. need to like make uh, you know uh, radio ads and TV commercials, and so we we took on and said let's make a let's make a radio jingle. And they said since you do music, you should make the radio jingle. At that time, I had only made like hip hop beats. I yeah. didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I sat there and I twiddled around with the keys. And I found like a little catchy melody, and then I had my little sister come in and basically like sing, "I want to go to the zoo today." So you get yeah. like these like, and I engineered. It's super corny, it's super cheesy, but you get to have access to that. That's on the book. That's in the book. What? So even like my first beat, producers who were like, his first beat probably was like really, like he's probably exaggerating yeah. how bad it was. You click on it, it takes you to a, a, a unlisted YouTube video that nobody can see unless you have the book. You get to listen to that beat and be like. Wow, he really was terrible. <laughs> he came a long way. How do you? Okay, I know you're working on the audio, but oh, it's done. It's done. It's done. So now the pro, the process. Yeah, Who'd the, you hire to do the audio? He did the, audio. Did the audio. Okay, yeah, sixteen hours. <laughs> when I first began dissecting the elaborate compositions of producers like Dr. Dre, Jay Dilla, Ninth Wonder, Timbaland, the Neptunes, and Organized Noise, I desperately needed to understand that any beat, no matter how complex and intimidating the final product sounds has to start with something as simple as its tempo. Chapter two, the snare. The character of your beat is in your snare, J Business. In every single beat I produce, the snare always represents the foundation for the attitude I want to create within that beat. If I want the attitude of my beat to be authoritative and bold, I'll use a heavy snare in a lower tone. If I want my snare to provide a fun and energetic landscape, I'll use a clap or a snap. Every aspect of your snare, from its timing to the amount of reverb you put on it, communicates a different message to your listener. Chapter 3. The Kick. The kick is the heartbeat of your drum loop. Awesome. The kick is the often unsung hero of every drum loop. It's like the Napoleon Dynamite of drum loops. What I mean by this is that many producers underestimate the value of their kicks and what they contribute to their beats. But when it comes to hip-hop beats, my producer brother Awesome takes a unique perspective on the importance of the kick. He believes that if the kick drum is utilized correctly, it can represent the heartbeat of a drum loop. Yeah. 16 hours for, it's probably going to be like a four hour. <laughs> it was 16 hours. I was going like, to pitch oh. me to do it. You would have been excellent <laughs> for it. You've been uh, excellent but do it in a better voice. Yeah, yeah. Let me hear a new, uh, but how would you do Curtis's? Give me, give me a piece of the audio and I'll, and I'll read it. Here. 
<laughs> I want you to read. And, and, read. Uh, what what part would you like him to read from? I'm just going to do a random chapter. Just go to a random chapter. He's going to try out for the for the redo. For the redo. Because those parts of that. But I need a good voice, no rush. Not your voice. Not just my voice. Not just your voice. That's a good voice. I'm taking. I'm telling you to take it up a level. It's the prosperous producer, bro. You can't just. All right. How about okay? When I first chose to attend Orange Coast <laughs> College in 2005, I had intentions of doing what probably every other aspiring <laughs> producer on campus was there to do. It's, it, it changes the Join tone. the music production program dun, dun, dun. and burn <laughs> my certificate. But by my second semester, I was failing madly, ooh, falling, falling madly in love with the world of marketing, thanks to Professor Morgan. Oh, I like how you said the Morgan. Yeah, that Morgan. was needed. That yeah. was needed. Yeah. That extra tone was yeah. needed. His teaching style was simplifying a field that had always been extremely complex and confusing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Read the back, because this will be the commercial, right? Like, the back is... <laughs> oh, okay, just yeah. read the first pair, yeah, the, 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 the highlighted quote, part. That quote is going to be amazing. Right Curtis King, producer, rapper, mentor to thousands of aspiring artists and entrepreneurs through his YouTube channel. I'm getting excited. His production credits include Kendrick <laughs> Lamar, Absol, E-40, and MERS, and giants like MTV, VH1, and fans. Wow. And yeah. two years later, yeah. I like that. he I was like that. on death row. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it feels like the VH1 true Hollywood story. Yeah. And yeah. then the drugs happen. And then yeah. the drugs happen. Yeah. 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 But, I, might, I might have a second career in this. I'll have... tell you the one decision I made, because he asked me if I wanted to hire the, the voice actor. And I said the one decision was just one line in that book yeah. where I played, where I was telling like, like this interaction I had with a crib that uh, when I got my first pair of Jordans, and I was trying to describe how like the the culture of Carson where I was living yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, so I was walking out of school and this guy was in his eye. Uh, he said, this OG crib says, uh, uh, wash out, Luca, with them shoes on. I was like, how would that sound? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, try it, try it. Watch out, little cuh, with them, uh, sho- with them shoes on. Ready? Watch out, little cuh, with them shoes on. <laughs> yeah, just, it's that, less that, ominous. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That is amazing. Cause yeah, that, right? That like, I would have been like, oh, okay, that's sir. That's where you could have shined. That's where, <laughs> that's where you had to shine. That's where you had. Yeah. But when I thought about that one line, I was like, Nah, because of the way I wrote that, I have to be the one that, if I deliver one line in this book, yeah. it has to be that one, but I'm glad I did it because what I realized is that whenever I, I continue to work on the next book, there's certain things that you read uh-huh. when you're reading silently that flow like water. Uh-huh. Then there's certain things that you wouldn't think would be tongue twisters. Yeah. And I think it's just from having a, a, a history in rap Yeah, and that I would write words that in my lyrics that I would try to rhyme certain words or certain consonants would yeah. match up mathematically it, it sounds like rapping so there's certain parts in there where the editor worked with me to, to kind of get the vision uh, but then certain times he didn't want to lose sort of my voice in it Yeah. Um, but as I read it out loud I was like why am I this is such an easy line why do I stumble with this yeah. and it's just the, the, the positioning of words when you say them out loud I'm super That's hyped funny. that you did it though like yeah. I, I love it when the author actually does it yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean yeah. I love that um, audiobook audiobook is dropping when uh, mid-February the audiobook will be on um, uh, Audible and then we'll have the Kindle version they're focused the, the publisher's focusing right now on just the physical copies uh, but the audiobook will be available mid-February a hardback cover Will be available limited edition hardback. We like the hard. I like that. Yeah, that's almost like getting the vinyl for me. Yeah, yeah, I want to get that. So, um, the hardback, and then also, like I said, the 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 Kindle, and and those like to watch on their 
their uh, tablets and whatnot. That version will be available around the same time. Awesome. How do people get it right now, uh, this very moment? You can go on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. Please leave a review once you do that. But you can get it also from Curtis King with two S's. Curtis King Beats curtiskingbeats.com forward slash books books Word. yeah and if you guys are listening to this on any of the platforms you can go to platformcollection.com right now and that link is there hey, that, I appreciate yeah. that I do right. you may now flush the toilets <laughs> <laughs> Platformcollection.com.